proposed fiscal year 2018 financial plan for the city of Norfolk, which, as you know, is comprised of the general fund, a series of enterprise funds, special revenue funds, uh, the internal service funds, capital improvement plan, and the annual plan for housing and urban development block grant programs. The proposed budget represents Norfolk's commitment to making bold decisions while working within our financial policies. It supports Council's priorities of public safety, housing, and education, <clears throat> and continues the momentum built through prudent financial choices, creativity, and a commitment to meeting the needs of the residents. The budget also supports Norfolk's resilience efforts through a focus on preparing the city for the next century, deconcentrating poverty, and balancing our economic portfolio. You've heard me talk about momentum a great deal in the five months I've been with you all. We have it, and we're going to do all we can to maintain and build on that momentum. In fact, the theme for this budget is building on the momentum. I'll take a few minutes to talk about what that means, uh, take a few minutes and talk about the fiscal discipline that's going to be required as we move forward, um, talk to you about some very real challenges that we're facing, and, and the, the ones that you're familiar with, but it's, it's, it's good to give us context, give you an overview of the budget itself, and then wrap up with a piece on bold initiatives and how we can be fiscally conservative and yet do great things. 2017 is a transformative year for our city. Thousands of new jobs and new developments are coming online that will ignite our future and cement our place as the urban center of this region. Earlier this month, we celebrated the grand opening of the Main, the new Hilton Hotel, and the Exchange, our new conference center. In May, the Waterside District, Norfolk's new waterfront living room will open. It's been a treat for me to welcome each class of new hires to ADP as ADP continues on their path to hiring nearly 2,000 employees. The transformation is not limited to downtown. In June, the new Norfolk Premium Outlet Mall will open, and Optima and Movement Mortgage will bring 1,000 jobs to the former JCPenney's building at Military Circle. The new IKEA store will open just down the road from the outlet mall in 2018. That's nearly 6,000 new jobs coming to Norfolk between now and 2018. And while the recession ended nearly eight years ago, the region has not fully recovered the 38,000 jobs lost between 2007 and 2010 because of the effects of the recession and the lack of robust growth in defense spending. Perhaps the greatest benefit of the projects I just described is that Norfolk residents are getting jobs through a series of well-coordinated employment programs and job fairs. I had a chance to, or last week to drop by the Norfolk Works Office, and residents were literally lined up out the door. We had the, like, was like teller lines out front uh, for folks to, 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 to stand in line. That day alone, the Waterside team was there doing interviews. They interviewed over 120 people and hired nearly 50 on the spot. Cities cannot simply grow their revenues on the backs of the homeowners in the form of real estate taxes. Many of the projects I just described are expected to generate additional revenue from local taxes on sales, meals, and hotel stays. Citywide sales tax in 2015 was $30 million. We project sales tax in 2018 to be $33.6 million. Citywide meals and hotel taxes in 2015 were $41.1 million. We project meals and hotel taxes in 2018 to be $46.6 million. All totaled, we're projecting $10 million in annual growth among these categories between 2015 and 2019. Norfolk is a winning city today and tomorrow. And while this budget is crafted to build upon our momentum, it is also constructed with an eye toward investing in the vision and priorities you all discussed at our February retreat. You will recall our conversation with John Martin about the 10 traits of winning cities 
and how Norfolk is nurturing each of these 10 traits. Research on what is most likely to define the winning cities of tomorrow points to the 10 key defining characteristics on the slide. From having a diverse portfolio of livable 15-minute neighborhoods to having a diverse population where everyone feels they belong. A close examination of Norfolk's human and physical assets, programs, services, and even community culture affirm that we are indeed a winning city today and that we're headed in the right direction, building the momentum to be the winning city of tomorrow. So I'll talk to you a little bit about fiscal discipline. And the trick will be investing wisely and even aggressively with our limited resources. The proposed 18 budget is shaped to build on our momentum, and it is also guided by the financial policies put in place by City Council to strengthen long-term sustainability and improve internal controls. The financial policies help stabilize the city during difficult financial times and allow Norfolk to remain resilient in the face of continued fiscal stress. If you look at the box on the bottom left corner of the slide, I would point out to you that debt affordability will remain the challenge in the coming years as we pay for generational projects. Please understand, council adopted de debt affordability measures are self-imposed, and the city is in full compliance with its legal debt margins. A structurally balanced budget exists when the city can pay for recurring expenditures with ongoing revenue, without using savings from the previous year or reserve funds. Simply put, ongoing revenues match ongoing expenditures. In 2018, structural balance was achieved by requesting 1% reduction strategies from the departments, analyzing citywide utilization of personnel funds to maximize savings from vacant positions, and an in-depth base budget analysis to allocate existing funds to match operational needs prior to the start of the budget development. The budget development is also using a two-year lens, or using that two-year lens has <coughs> helped manage our structural balance. The financial policies are, are also called for fully funded reserves. The general fund unassigned reserve has a minimum goal of 5% of the budget. Today, that's $42.3 million. The city is self-insured and has therefore set a risk management reserve goal of $5 million. To mitigate the impact of short-term economic downturns on the overall budget, the city set an economic downturn reserve goal of $5 million. That is 2.5% of the three-year average of real estate tax revenues. In 2016, council increased the risk management reserve and the economic downturn reserve each by a million dollars. As a result, these reserves have met the financial policy goals and further bolster the city's ability to manage risk in the future. Make no mistakes, make no mistake, we do face some very real challenges. The fact is, Norfolk is a fiscally stressed community. And take a look at this slide. If you look at the four communities on the left, uh, Portsmouth, Norfolk, Hampton, Newport News, uh, we are certainly the most fiscally stressed in the community, and they're, or, they're in order of stress. And Norfolk is the second most stressed behind Portsmouth. The driving reason for that is the graph on the right that shows you that 37.6% of our real estate is tax exempt. I would draw your attention to the tax rate on the left side of that column. At $1.15, we're seven cents below Newport News and 15 cents below Portsmouth. So with limited resources and the fiscal stress that we have, we are still giving a good value to our citizens. Norfolk's recovery is gaining momentum, and for the second year in a row, the revenue estimate in the proposed budget will exceed the pre-recession peak reached in 2009. The revenue growth is driven partly by real estate assessments, which are projected to rise by 1.7%. 
That's the fifth consecutive year of growth. And while the rate of growth in real estate assessments overall has been below historical averages, it has provided Norfolk with a stable source of revenue. So I'd ask you to look at the top right corner of that slide and look at the 30-year annual growth rate has been 4.7% average. The 20-year annual growth rate was 5.1%. The 10-year growth rate is 2.1%. What that really means for us is, is what we're calling a new normal. And expenditure, expenditure drivers, frankly, are growing faster than our largest revenue source. I'm going to talk to you about compensation enhancements. The annual compensation cost for the general wage and step increase that we're going to talk about is $5.5 million. That requires a 25 to 3% overall assess assessment growth just to pay for the new compensation actions, and we're at 1.7%. We're partnering to address regional issues. And over the past months, we've been, we've been presented with some significant challenges in our relationships with our regional partners at HRT and SIPSA. And we view these challenges as an opportunity to evaluate our role and responsibilities within these partnerships with a focus on improving communication and accountability. At the end of the day, it is imperative that the residents continue to have access to reliable transportation that is affordable for both individuals and our city, and that we provide residents with dependable and affordable waste disposal services. The proposed 18 budget includes an additional $2.9 million for increased health care and retirement costs. On average, in 18, employees will see a 7% increase in the cost of health care. And driver in the cost of health care and employee benefit cost increases will continue to be a substantial budget driver in the years to come. We are actively working to mitigate these increases to the extent possible while balancing the need for quality health care and retirement benefits for staff. The combined proposed 18 budget for health care and retirement in the general fund is $57.8 million. And there's really very little we can do to manage retirement contribution requirements. Increasing health care costs can be mitigated through plan changes. However, we must balance the quality of care and the employee cost burden. Talk about paying for generational projects. Recently, the capital improvement plan focused on generational projects, just such as the Consolidated Courthouse, Light Rail, and the Slover Library. And these investments provide residents and visitors with access to state-of-the-art facilities. However, the large-scale capital projects of the last decade and slow growth in the value of our taxable property means a smaller maintenance-based <coughs> CIP is required to stay within debt affordability measures. And I'd ask you to just look at the top left side of that, that, uh, that, that slide. You'll see the 10-year average for our CIP has been $104 million. Um, the maintenance CIP range really is going to put us in the $25 to $30 million range. The core of CIP, the capital improvement plan moving forward, is a shift away from capital, large capital projects of the few years, last few years and a new focus on maintenance and taking care of our existing structures. In 19, the anticipated growth for debt service expenditures is, is projected to be $6.2 million. The projected CIP budgets for future years are designed to continue addressing the maintenance needs of the, cities, of the city while keeping debt affordability in mind. The proposed budget supports Council's priorities with added emphasis on housing, public safety, and education. And as I mentioned, the budget is also guided by your financial policies. The budget was developed using a five-pronged approach to fiscal resilience that analyzes ways to raise revenues, reduce expenditures, become more efficient, grow the economy, and share services and leverage resources. 
We used a number of balancing strategies in 18. I mentioned a few of these earlier. We, we requested 1% reduction strategies from the department. From those strategies, we were able to glean $700,000. We analyzed citywide utilization of personnel funds to, to maximize savings from vacant positions. Uh, with increased vacancy turnover rates, we were able to uh, glean $1.7 million. <clears throat> we completed an in-depth base budget analysis to allocate existing funds to match operational needs prior to beginning the budget development. And we've evaluated our health care plan offerings to mitigate cost increases. So the budget proposal process uh, is pretty straightforward. We took the 17 adopted budget, uh, you remove one-time uh, items, uh, you annualize prior year actions, things like salary increases that didn't take effect until January, but uh, we'll have them for an entire year this year. You adjust for benefits, debt, contracts, uh, new facility revenues, uh, and that gives you your 18 budget. Uh, we made some policy decisions that we'll talk about in a moment, and that results in your proposed 18 uh, uh, budget. We will continue to analyze the impact of 2018 actions on fiscal year 19 to maintain a structural balance and fiscal discipline. We'll talk about the general fund revenue. Uh, the general fund revenue is $853.2 million. It's important to note there are no new tax rates proposed in this budget. Total revenue growth is $18.1 million, and you can see on the right-hand side where that comes from. We start with the base revenue of $835 million. We've got real estate increase of $5.1 million, consumer taxes of 3.8, uh, other taxes of 3.2, state aid of $5.2 million, and all other of 0.8 for a general fund revenue growth of approximately 2.2%. Uh, that number falls right in line with the rest of the region from a low, and looking at the uh, proposed budget of the other localities, from a low in Portsmouth of 0.4% uh, to a high in Virginia Beach of 5.3%. Talk about expenditures. The proposed budget is $853.2 million. Uh, you can see we had a budget last year of $835 million. We removed $5 million of, of one-time uh, expenditures and um, gives you a starting point of $830 million. That green box, it's tough to move that green box. $12.8 million is our non-discretionary expenses, contractual obligations, debt service, annualizing those salary increases, uh, benefits and inflation. I'm going to talk to you about uh, compensation enhancements. That's $3.7 million. Uh, going to talk to you a little bit about technology and some new technology initiatives uh, that are $2.2 million, other enhancements of $2.4 million, and then a one-time undesignated fund or opportunity uh, with $2 million. And we're going to suggest that uh, you spend $600,000 of that on a supplement for the retirees that I'll talk to you about in a moment. The capital improvement plan, um, the five-year plan reflects a maintenance CIP. That is $30 million or less each year. Uh, this graph reflects, uh, obviously, our general capital. But I think it's important to look at the graph. Uh, you've got a high mark in 2008 of $145 million and a low in 13 of $49.4 million. Uh, this time last year, you were projecting a CIP for fiscal year 18 of $18.8 million. Uh, we've added um, $7.5 million uh, to that CIP to come up at the $26.3 million. That $7.5 million of, of increase in the proposed general capital CIP from 18 planned uh, is really driven by new projects primarily focused on neighborhoods and maintenance that we can no longer delay. 
So striking the right balance, uh, having fiscal discipline, uh, maintaining the momentum we have, and bringing forward bold initiatives. Our budget preserves the fiscal discipline, but it also sets the stage for bold initiatives designed to keep that momentum. So I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about what we see as these bold initiatives. I would tell you that Norfolk is different in how we address the obstacles we face. For example, instead of choosing to ignore the realities of sea level rise, we're changing the way we plan and build to accommodate the changing environment. Though each challenge is different, what does not change is our commitment to addressing an issue in a thoughtful and creative way that ensures our ability to continue providing citizens with excellent core services. Let me talk about this budget and the city's short-term policy decisions and how they aim to be bold despite challenges and fiscal constraint. Uh, the first night I met you all, you looked across and said, are you bold? And I would tell you what bold means to me. Bold means you are collaborative, you are connected, and you are creative. To be bold, we must be collaborative. That is Team Norfolk. That is providing excellent core services, and that's working with your regional partners. Being connected, that is about placemaking. That is about connecting community assets like schools, libraries, and recreation centers. Connected is having a sound technological infrastructure to deliver services. Connected is improved transparency with access to data and data-driven decision-making. Creative. Creative is a vibrant arts and culture scene. Creative is embracing diversity and broadening unique experiences. And creative is understanding what makes us stand out as an urban waterfront community. To be collaborative means working with your regional partners. And for the first time, we'll work directly with Opportunity Inc. or invest directly in Opportunity Inc. But if you look at Opportunity Inc., go Virginia, we feed, reinvent Hampton Roads, the Hampton Roads Economic Development Alliance. This budget contains uh, investment in all of those organizations. I would also tell you, draw your attention to the P4 program. We're very excited to tell you that we have partnered with the Navy for the Public-Public-Private Partnership Initiative, P4, intended to allow the city, the Navy, and other stakeholders to share information and resources, generate savings, enhance quality of services, and improve regional government and community relations. Uh, we've also budgeted uh, in 2017, we found $200,000 for the Navy Centennial, and this budget contains another $50,000 for that celebration in 18. Collaborative is providing excellent core services. And you've heard about all these programs and, and several of them tonight uh, in recent work sessions. Uh, Ready to Thrive, a, a city in, in Norfolk Public Schools pilot program. The Nighthawks program that we talked about earlier tonight. Uh, Norfolk Works, I've discussed earlier in the presentation. Uh, the partnership between the zoo and the YMCA, the zoo walks, and, and there's money in this budget to improve some of the walking paths over at the zoo to enhance that program. We talked a few weeks ago about Old Huntersville and the neighborhood plan book in Old Huntersville <coughs> and the partnership between the Civic League, the neighborhood development planning, and WPA. Norfolk Alert is a concerted effort between several city departments to prepare for storms. Uh, emergency uh, preparedness and response, police, fire rescue, public works, and I would tell you the faith community and nonprofits are all part of that. Your crisis intervention team is a model mental health collaboration between police and the community services board. Collaborative is investing in Team Norfolk, and this budget continues the armed initiative Armed is attract, retain, motivate, and develop, which includes implementing the second phase of the public safety pay plan 
and introduces a new compensation plan for refuse collectors, our frontline ambassadors. The proposed budget includes a 2% salary increase for general and constitutional officer employees for the sixth consecutive year, a step increase for sworn police and fire rescue, a step increase in bonus for sworn sheriff employees, a $300 increase to the permanent employee living wage, and a salary range adjustment to the city's most regionally out-of-market classifications. Talk for a moment about investing in our refuse collectors. The city's refuse collectors serve as frontline ambassadors for the city. They are a vital part of ensuring that Norfolk is a beautiful city for residents and visitors. And the proposed compensation plan includes increasing pay for all refuse collectors at an average of 7.6%, career progression opportunities, including an automatic promotion after five years, and a new compensation plan for refuse collectors uh, is going to take place July 1st, not January 1st. Executing the phase two of the public safety plan provides for a step increase for sworn police and fire rescue, which is an average pay increase of three and a half percent, addresses police officer compression, uh, positively impacting two thirds of the police officers. Um, we've added a compression adjustment for police sergeants, which was not contemplated last year, but uh, positively impacts 50% of the police sergeants and supports the continuation of the master firefighter program. The 18 budget sets aside $600,000 for a one-time retiree supplement. The cost is supported by the general fund. Uh, initially, our eligibility plan for this money was consistent with fiscal year 17. Uh, but we met Friday with members of the Retired City Employee Association. Uh, and based on those conversations, we'd like to revisit the eligibility requirements. Uh, we're going to bring to you a recommendation with a goal of maximizing the pool of beneficiaries that includes, as best possible, career public servants, unclassified, those that were unclassified and served the city for 25 years or more. And frankly, I think you had unintended consequences where you had, when we drew the $30,000 limit, um, uh, I think it made, it made sense, but you had folks that weren't in the system very long, some of which made good salaries, some of which were in other localities and, and drawing retirements from those localities. Uh, and that really wasn't the intent to give a bonus uh, to those people. So by, by going to the unclassified and 25 years of service, we think we make that a more appropriate uh, use of that money. Connected is promoting health, happiness, and well-being. This, this budget contains a half a million dollars for the Elizabeth River Trail. Uh, they're going to raise three and a half million dollars. We're going to match that with a half a million dollar uh, investment through the CIP over the next five years. Uh, the Broad Creek Library opens up in December of this year. Uh, we've invested $10 million in the CIP, but these libraries uh, have operating expenses. And so we'll have $463,000 uh, in the operating budget. And then we're connecting the South Side, and, and we opened the STEM Academy in the fall of 16 with a $34.2 million investment from the CIP. Uh, the South Side Library will open in the spring of 19. We've got $6.3 million in the CIP, and you all know the South Side Aquatic Center, which opened up a few years ago. I want to talk a little bit about being connected in information technology. Um, as, dependency grows on, as dependency on technology grows, Norfolk has worked to accommodate changes that provide connectivity and better, more advanced service delivery to residents. From 3D printers at the Slover Library to partnering with Centura College to launch Fly Norfolk, a program offering drone aviation education. Norfolk is working to provide residents with, with a variety of high-tech, interactive learning opportunities. But know this, the city is currently unable to adhere to industry standard replacement requirements for computers and other hardware 
due to limited financial resources and a lack of dedicated funding for technology infrastructure replacement. This has created an extensive backlog of hardware that needs to be updated so city staff can continue providing residents with excellent core services. The proposed 18 budget begins to address the IT backlog by establishing a technology reserve with $1.35 million and provides $850,000 from the general fund for software licenses. This practice, in, in the past, short-term debt was used to cover the cost of software licenses. This practice allowed us to pay for the needed license, but was not the most financially efficient use of our resources. By using general fund dollars for software licenses, we can begin implementing best practices for hardware replacement and can move away from less efficient financial practices implemented during tough financial times. But there are some things we can do now, um, and they include improving transparency through data, understanding what data we collect and what should be available for public, loose, for public use. Transparency is one of the 10 traits of winning cities. In March, Norfolk was selected as a What Works Cities partner. We're the second city in the Commonwealth to be selected. And during our initial engagement, we're focusing on improving open data, improving open data practices, policies, and governance to make data more accessible and improving the city's performance management programs by measuring processes, outcomes, and tracking progress toward priority goals. Being creative means being the most inclusive, vibrant, and authentic urban waterfront in America. It means embracing your urban core. It means promoting diverse experiences throughout the city and using those experiences to attract new residents. As the arts and culture hub of Hampton Roads, we provide residents and visitors with, an access, to, with access to an array of festivals, world-class performances, sporting events, museums, and much, much more. To keep our cultural facilities the best in the region, in fiscal year 18, we will study the maintenance and upgrade needs of our venues and develop an investment plan. Additionally, the proposed 18 budget provides a million dollars from the Public <coughs> Amenities Fund for capital improvements to the Scope Arena and other facilities. The Public Amenities Fund was designed to support projects that enhance visitor attractions and cultural facilities, and its use for the capital improvement for capital improvements is consistent with the fund's goal and prior use. Talk about the community and carrying out council's priorities, public safety, education, and housing. Improving public safety, IT infrastructure. Keeping residents safe by attracting and retaining a robust and effective public safety force also encompasses ensuring our police and fire rescue departments are properly equipped to do their job. In 18, this means investing $4.2 million to replace and upgrade existing systems. The proposed infrastructure improvements include replacing radios and upgrading the communication system, replacing the 911 computer-aided dispatch system, upgrading the police records management system, and upgrading the 911 call handling equipment. I'll give you some stats on our 911 emergency communication center. Annually, we take 260,000 911 calls and about 250,000 non-emergency calls. We're the third busiest 911 center in the state and we average nearly 41,000 calls per month. We continue to annually support the operational needs of police and fire rescue departments. In the proposed 18 budget, we include a million dollars for fire station improvements, over a half a million dollars for equipment such as tasers, protective vests, medical supplies, and in-car video systems. The, the demands of public safety require a diverse fleet of mission-specific vehicles. And in 18, we will spend $3.4 million for public safety vehicles. 
Uh, 41 cars have already been ordered for police in 2017, and those cars will be delivered this fall. We talked a lot about that over the retreat and know how important that was to you all. Let's talk about education. Building a robust school system and providing students with the quality education they need to succeed requires commitment, and Norfolk's commitment remains strong. Recently released data from the Virginia Department of Education shows Norfolk spends the most per child and has the lowest pupil-to-teacher ratio in the region. Additionally, the city provides operating and capital support to ensure that Norfolk Public Schools can provide students with an environment that fosters growth and learning. Currently, the city provides operating support as well as in-kind services such as school resource officers and facility and ground maintenance. In 18, the total proposed value of operating and in-kind services is $137 million, which is $65 million more than the state-required local contribution. We have continued we have a continued commitment to improving, maintaining, and constructing schools. Over the last 10 years, the city has provided $159 million for new school construction and $29 million for school maintenance at Norfolk Public School facilities. The proposed 18 budget includes another $2 million to address school maintenance and $1.25 million to complete construction at the five new schools currently being built. The first two, Southside STEM Academy at Camp Estella and, and Richard Bowling Elementary opened this last year. And construction is underway for the remaining three at Larchmont, Ocean View, and Camp Allen. To fund these types of large-scale projects, the city must issue debt, which is typically repaid over 20 years. This means that while all five schools are projected to be open by December of 18, the city's debt will not be repaid until approximately 2040. Great cities have great schools, and the city will continue to work with Norfolk Public Schools to build an outstanding education system for our students. As part of this partnership, I propose developing a school funding formula in fiscal year 18. An established formula will help align the interests of the city and Norfolk Public Schools, promote efficient use of resources, and allow Norfolk Public Schools to share in revenue growth as Norfolk continues to thrive. Additionally, a set funding formula will shift the focus of the city's relationship with Norfolk Public Schools from funding to performance and promote process transparency. Place matters, and the city of Norfolk is a great place to live. Council members understand the interconnectedness of these systems of education, housing, and public safety. That where a family lives can impact both their children's educational experience and how safe they feel in their neighborhood. Investments in housing provide positive pathways to achieving better school outcomes, safer neighborhoods, and the deconcentration of poverty. Implementing the recommendations of the Norfolk Plan to reduce poverty, the city completed a comprehensive affordable housing study resulting in a strategy with two bold goals, strengthening neighborhoods and deconcentrating poverty. The proposed 18 budget provides over $21 million in funding over the next five years to implement strategies in these two goal areas. Transforming Newton Creek. I see this as the culmination of Council's priorities and strategic decision-making using resilience as our lens. Over $14 million is proposed for the transformation of the Newton Creek area. Newton Creek, just on the edge of Norfolk's thriving downtown, has been the subject of several planning efforts since 2005. It is well poised for redevelopment as a result of its location, the high concentrations of poverty, and the enormous infrastructure needs resulting from sea level rise. As we reconfigure the Newton Creek watershed to more effectively manage water, we will revitalize the area in a way that showcases how city neighborhoods can function as economic drivers and great places to live as they manage water. This transformation will coordinate 
the physical infrastructure, housing, transportation networks, and water management systems with a comprehensive approach to the needs of people that includes a focus on education, employment opportunities, and community safety and health. And while we strive to be bold and transformational, we cannot ignore the flooding challenges in our neighborhoods. In this budget, we have doubled funding aimed at reducing neighborhood flooding from a planned $1.4 million to a proposed $2.85 million. We've increased funding for, to improve stormwater quality from a planned $950,000 to a proposed $2.35 million. So over the next five years, we've shifted from a plan to spend $24 million to mitigate flooding to spending $38 million to mitigate flooding. So the 18 budget continues to provide excellent core services by making efficient use of our resources. We believe recent economic momentum and fiscal discipline will continue to propel the city in the right direction so we can continue to be innovative and make bold strategic decisions. Let me recap a policy, our policy-related analysis and evaluation that we plan to undertake in 18 so that the findings and recommendations can be incorporated into the 19 budget development process. Going forward, we will address several initiatives intended to make us more efficient and effective. Internally, we will develop and adopt a comprehensive technology replacement strategy to address our replacement backlog. We will invest our cultural, we will, we will work with our cultural amenities partners to develop an investment plan to ensure our cultural facilities remain the best in the region. And we will develop a strategy for transforming Newton Creek. We will also develop a funding formula with the schools. So where do we go from here? Uh, next Wednesday, the, the 19th, uh, you'll have a public hearing on the operating capital improvement plan and the HUD grant. That'll be at Granby High School at 6 o'clock. On the 25th of April, uh, we'll be back here for a public hearing on the real estate tax increase that's driven by the change in assessments, at 1.7% change in assessments. Uh, that'll be the night of your first council work session. Uh, your second council work session will be on May 2nd. Uh, the third will be a week later on May 9th. And then we will look for you to adopt the budget with your uh, revisions on uh, May 23rd. So here's a snapshot of your proposed 2018 budget. I look forward to your input and the input of the community as you refine and adopt this budget. Though the future holds many challenges, I'm confident that our resilient spirit will strengthen and empower all Norfolk residents. Building upon our strong foundation and hard-earned momentum, the resources outlined in this budget will allow us to continue to work to make Norfolk the most authentic, the most dynamic and authentic urban waterfront community in America and a great place to call home. I'm appreciative of the opportunity to serve as your interim city manager and deliver to you a financial plan to move the city forward as a premier coastal community. I look forward to discussing this proposed budget in detail over the coming weeks and staying ready to lead with your vision into the 2018 fiscal year. I've heard this council very clearly. You want to approach things differently, understanding how your three priorities will drive this city. You want to shift from a, the past approach of a transaction-oriented uh, uh, approach to economic development to a future that is much more programmatic in nature, that focuses on deconcentrating poverty, that focuses on growing the economy for the entire city. I would submit to you that Norfolk will be a city with a positive attitude. Norfolk will have a shared narrative. Norfolk will be a livable place. Norfolk will be safe and sound. Norfolk will be a millennial magnet. Norfolk will be a city that understands the economy exists beyond its borders. 
Norfolk will be a city with an open mind that is creative and innovative. Norfolk will be an open book that is hyper-transparent. Norfolk will be a city with a caring purpose, woven together by hope and a caring culture. The city, the Norfolk of tomorrow, will be a place where everyone feels they belong. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Manager. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Good job. So, Mr. Manager, we will take a 10-minute recess, and we will resume at 7 p.m.